We're so excited to spend some time with you today on the Awakening Moments podcast. My name is Lori. And I am Rhonda. And it's our hope that you would feel like we are with you wherever you are right now, having a real life conversation about life in all its beauty and in all its mess. We believe that God wants to open our eyes to an awakening moment that will help us thrive in every part of our being. So we invite you on this adventure with us as we listen, learn, and grow together. Well, hello, friends. We're so happy you're joining us today for Awakening Moments. Yeah, for sure. Let's have a, grab a little tea, a little coffee. I know. We love Let's our time together. together. I know. We love it. Okay, so Lori, as we're going to start today, we're going to dive into another topic. But before that, we're going to do our random questions. All just right. so people get to know us a bit more and have a little... A little laughter at the beginning. And listen, if you like these questions, <laughs> use them. Ask your family around the dinner table yeah, tonight. Totally. Yeah, it's so fun. It is fun. Now, okay, my qu- my first question is, are there any sports you enjoy watching on TV or live? Well, okay, I'll just be straight up honest. No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> my, my, the easy answer to that question is no. But if I am going to watch sports, um, I could be found watching gymnastics at the Olympics. Mm. Um, I do grew up doing gymnastics so I really really do love it and I just find it just so beautiful and fascinating and love it um and then the other one though occasionally and but usually not on my own if Jay is already watching I can sit with him and watch a tennis match mm. yeah I find tennis really really fun and interesting and we like following some of the tennis uh players oh that's amazing yeah okay so for myself yeah there's very little I love to watch okay Olympics you're all in all in either Olympics like we're all in if it's winter or summer we're fully in, especially summer because my kids love so well they play this the summer track and sports yeah and soccer so but honestly I have a favorite 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 sport I love to watch what like favorite what and people are shocked when I tell them because I don't look like the type but I love Formula One <laughs> like love it when it's race weekend what i i am like i watch everything with like the pole position i watch the practice run i watch i love the race my god i have my favorite drivers i'm fully vested love it like if i could see them live like when it comes to montreal i'll go crazy like it's actually i love it yes it's one of my favorite things to watch is formula one so that there's a little you know, there's there a little hidden gem. For there anyone. you go. I know. All right. If anybody wants to buy Rhonda a surprise <laughs> gift that will, she'll die, Formula One tickets. Oh, I love it. I love it. Love it. Okay. Another one. This is a funny one. What would we find in your Costco cart? Oh, wow. <laughs> That's a fun one. Okay. Okay. Well, definitely. Okay. It's probably, honestly, it's, who are we kidding? Our Costco carts are probably going to be the same. There's always toilet paper. Yeah. The cost, right? Mm-hmm. Costco toilet paper. Um, the three pack of ham. Oh, <laughs> to get the three pack no, of like I don't oh, get the the deli ham. No, oh man, my kids. Well, I like my kids. Yeah, they they love that with the with the croissants. Oh, they so, love that. Oh yeah, so croissant sandwiches with the deli ham. Oh, that's that's definitely a fave. Okay, you do a couple before I do them all. What, no, what else going. is in yours? I, I think this what is else so is in your cart? Okay, definitely like there's like a stone mill bread oh. and raisin bread. If interesting. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Aussie bites. The Aussie bites. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. we don't have a lot of bread. Okay. But we definitely have a pack of wraps oh. and the pitas. Oh. The three pack of pitas <gasps> okay. for like two ninety nine. Oh, that's so amazing. A three pack of, yeah, the pitas. We like pita. We like eating pita sandwiches. We like eating pita pizzas. We we love pitas. So funny. Okay, when you're talking about the ham, mine is those three salamis. 
The three salamis? Oh, Your family loves that? We love salami and cheese and oh, I love olives and pickles and all those things. Okay, yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah, so you love the ham. We've got, got the that. salami. Yeah, we've got okay. the we've got the salami. And then one of my new faves that they have is they have um uh buffalo cauliflower. Oh. The like it's like got like a little coating on it, and then you put the buffalo sauce, and they are so good. <gasps> so good. Oh, yeah. I might pick some of that the up. Buffalo cauliflower. Yum. Okay, yeah. isn't funny? All yeah. the things that I love Costco. Oh, yeah. I just even love walking down. Okay, we're not even talking about all the snacks. Yes. Like the ridiculous amount of snacks the that we go the through. Chips. chips, yeah. But even like protein bars, because my kids are athletes, I have a ton of the made good protein bars. And then we also have like just all that kind of stuff. But I have to admit, I do cruise every single aisle and random things get thrown into my cart. Every time? Not every time. Okay. But but most of the time. Most of the time. Do you do Costco by yourself or do you guys go together? Jay and I will go together. Isn't okay. that hilarious? Sometimes yeah. it's like a Friday night. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This I is what you did. to Jay on a Friday night. <laughs> we drop the kids off at youth or we'll go to, they'll go to youth and then we'll go to Costco. And yes. isn't that funny on a Friday night? You're like, let's go to Costco yeah. and just take because our time. it's not busy on Friday nights. Yeah, it's true. I know. It's so true. I know. Same. But you know it's what? I have to be though. honest. I don't know. You probably feel this way too. I have to be honest, but... Sometimes I like to go by myself because oh. when Jay is with me, he's like, yeah, no, we're not like, not like, not like, yeah. no, we're not buying that. But no, we don't need that. No, we don't need that. And I, I I'm like, whatever. The order's going to be $500 anyways. Yes. So yeah. But when he's not with me, then I don't need, I don't have that extra <laughs> no. And I can just go yeah, yeah. through all the other aisles, pick up some towels, maybe a set of bed sheets, some socks, yeah. like all the extra little That's things that there's you just, need. I know there's just things that sometimes show up where you're like, maybe oh, a that kitchen flannel. appliance, <laughs> yeah, my <kid>. ice maker. <laughs> Totally. Or I'll be like, ooh, there's Christmas stuff out or maybe a little wrapping chocolate. No. Okay. This is funny. My Jay, it's more shopping at a mall. I can't take him Christmas shopping because I'll buy like 20 things and take back 10, but I don't like not to have options. Oh, and gotcha. when I see it. Gotcha. I'll buy it and be like, just in case. Okay. He's like, we don't need it. And then after I'm like, I go back, it's gone. And I'm, I've learned the hard way. I just get it now. I don't, I'm like Christmas yeah. shopping. I'm going to go and do this yeah. myself. But when it comes to food, yeah. Jay's worse than me. Okay. He loves food. Right. So he'll put tons of stuff in the cart. I would never put in the cart. And you're like, no, we don't need that. Like, My bill is always way more when Jay's with me at Costco. Funny. Because he'd be like, oh yeah, we need this. And oh, let's try this snack. And I, I just go in for the same things. But then I, I, I roam like the Christmas aisle. Yeah. The decoration oh, the aisle. aisle so I know. fun. Or even the, like the clothes aisle. If yeah. There's a new flannel or. Yeah. Yeah. Something. Yeah. No, it's so true. It's so fun. It's so I know. And I've decided, okay, if you can get it at Costco, get it at Costco because you can return anything. If it breaks, you can return it. And anytime. So even your home stuff. Get it. If yes. like a, you need a new vacuum, get it at Costco because if your yep. vacuum breaks, you can return it in like three years. Yeah. Get a new one. Costco's the we've best. Got, like, we've got to we've got to share this. And I, I don't know why I haven't caught on to this until recently, but honestly, everything I need new, I'm getting it at Costco because yep. then I can return it when it breaks. Yep. If it breaks. Totally. But things break, you know, before know. they should. I know. I love it. So these are funny. Some th those are funny things. Costco. Those are funny things. Love well, it. I have an interesting topic. I think that we can maybe unpack today that I've been thinking on and it's been through probably a lot of different, it's kind of come in through a lot of different things. Maybe some podcasts that I'm listening to, um, some scripture that we've been studying, you know, we've just gone through the entire new Testament finishing with revelation. Um, and so unpacking a little bit of the end times and, and, you know, trying to really, 
understand it, interpret the scriptures, um, but also too in conversations with different Christians, people who have been in faith for a long time that have processed some of these end time um, theology in certain ways, or even ways that we've been raised ourselves in the church over many, many years um, of a mindset. And I just want to kind of unpack it today and talk about it today. And maybe some of our listeners might resonate with kind of going on this journey and I don't know if you if you feel this way too, but you know, I, I've kind of seen over many, many years, I mean, you and I both were raised in Christian homes. So we've come through many seasons of faith and different teachings and then different understandings just at the different ages that we've been at and whatnot. But I do find, you know, the mystery of the gospel truly is a mystery that is this beautiful unfolding revelation that I don't think you ever have the complete revelation of all of it until, you know, until one day when the Lord brings all of that truth to light for us. But in it, it's like the understanding is getting deeper and deeper and shifting and and there's some changing in it. Not that the scriptures have changed, but our understanding has changed. Our understanding of who God is, our understanding of how we fit into this great mystery and all of that. It's sort of changes over time in a beautiful unfolding revelation. And so this is one of the areas that I've kind of sensed this happening. And it is around the idea of the end times of maybe one day when Jesus is going to return and, you know, the rapture and we go to heaven. And this idea that sort of a lot of us were raised on that we're going to leave this earth and we're going to leave this body and all things are going to become new and we're kind of going to be rescued from this terrible life that we you know that this life of sin this life of death and Jesus is going to come on his white horse and he's going to call us with the trumpet and we're all going to leave and there's like this there can be this mindset I think in faith of like I'm just hanging on till Jesus comes you know what I mean like I'm just hanging on in this horrible world that's full of sin and brokenness and until Jesus comes and I'm just gonna I'm just gonna bear like almost like bear it you know what I mean I'm just gonna bear this this horrible life here Whereas like, I feel like there is this beautiful unfolding and sort of revelation coming um, to the church. And maybe, maybe it's been here for a long time, but I'm just seeing it in this new way of rather us being rescued from this horrible life that we've been, you know, that we've had to live here on this sinful or broken earth to like receiving Jesus is like an invitation to the work of what Jesus came to fulfill on the cross, which was the beginning of him making all things new. This is the work that's happening now and will be completed Mm. in the end when he defeats sin and darkness once and for all. But we're sort of in this already and to come, you know, what is to come. We're kind of in this already and not yet season of making all things new. But I almost feel like salvation is the receiving of new life and an invitation into, do you want to be a part of this incredible mission of making all things new? Even Jesus himself, when he was on the earth and he said, and the disciples said, teach us to pray. He prayed in that time as he was pouring out and teaching us to pray, he said, thy kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. Like this was to be a part of our literal prayer every day that we were to pray that 
the plan that God has for all of heaven and for the newness is to come to earth now and to come, right? Mm -hmm. Like in the now and Mm -hmm. in to come. And so it kind of changes the mindset from like, I'm just going to hang on until Jesus returns and rescues us from all of this, you know, junk to I actually get to be a part of the making of all things new with the spirit of God, the Holy Spirit inside of me. I get to be a part of this mission. And that's such a different mindset. So I don't know. That's just what I have been like thinking about. And as we've been reading and unpacking the scriptures and processing and then hearing people make comments like that about this one day is going to come where we'll be rescued. And yes, there is a great rescue. Yes, there definitely is a great rescue from sin and death. But but Jesus already rescued us. (laughs) Like God already rescued us by sending his son Jesus to earth. He died on the cross. He defeated death so that we could have new life, so that we could be a part of this making all things new. So yeah, I wanted to kind of unpack that a little bit today. I love that because it really is that scene. We're always just waiting for that to happen versus living in the fullness of now. What God has provided. I love how you talked about you may your kingdom come, your will be done. Because when Jesus was praying that prayer, he knew that the f- part of that fulfillment would be the Holy Spirit indwelling man. Like when you think about before that, God would come in the temple or God would come and rest on a person. His presence was like in one place. That's exactly. And it would be with, like he would use a leader or would come on a prophet and it would be used for a time and a season. But God is saying like, I am now, like it says in Ephesians, he says, and when you believed in Christ, he identified you as his own by giving you the Holy Spirit whom he promised long ago. And the spirit is God's guarantee that he will give us the inheritance he promised. And what this is saying is like the Holy Spirit, like when you think of the presence of God in heaven, just say the future, fully, completely enveloped, like not even a flesh barrier, nothing. God is fully Like everything is made new. He is fully present everywhere. The Holy Spirit now is filling the church. That is a guarantee that right now we are linked to that. That promise is being fulfilled. This is a guarantee, a seal. This is a deposit to say this is going to be the fullness. But you just don't wait to the fullness. This is a complete deposit in you now. And that, yes, that will take place. The fullness of that. I'm not taking away from the grandeur of that and the magnificence. But this is a deposit that we have as a gift in our earthen vessels. The very living presence of God, the power that raised Christ from the dead is now indwelling man. This is what they never had before Christ. And this is what Jesus is saying, like, as is in heaven, may be on earth. Like, there's a fulfillment here. The fullness of the presence of heaven is now indwelling earth through the power of the Holy Spirit. (laughs) Like church you are filled with my power don't wait for the fullness of that you have the same spirit here and so that is exactly when we pull on that and recognize the revelation of that that is so profound it is so so profound and it gives us hope to say we don't have to just keep waiting we live in the fullness of the power of god today so very powerful it is really powerful and i I love that scripture and again i think sometimes we've used that scripture But again, in the other context of like the, it's the guarantee of our inheritance that is to come. Right. But forgetting that we actually can walk in that inheritance right now. That inheritance has already been given. The Holy Mm -hmm. Spirit is already Mm -hmm. being given to us. So that has been deposited in us and we get to live that out. And again, I think this mindset does come from 
um, you know, I think it does come from our way of, again, trying to reconcile the brokenness mm. of of the world that we live in, the brokenness that we experience personally, the brokenness of, you know, others brokenness towards us that brings so much pain and so much hurt, the brokenness we experience in our bodies through sickness and, you know, difficult disabilities and all kinds of things that like our hardships here on earth. There's so many different kinds of hardships that we experience. And I think sometimes we try to, we're trying to make sense of how is it that, you know, how is it that God's kingdom can come to earth, can be expressed, can be manifest here on the earth when all of this brokenness is still here? Like, how do I reconcile these two things Mm -hmm. side by side? And again, we see the scriptures full of encouragement for us to hold fast in the midst of our struggles for us to consider it joy for us to find purpose in our suffering the suffering that we're experiencing on earth that god actually wants to do something profound through those difficulties that there's a peace that we can find in the midst of the storms of life that we're that we're walking and so there's the constant drawing us into that space mm. but i can understand where this mindset comes when we're just navigating so much pain and so much brokenness but i think that it's an exciting invitation do you know what i mean whereas i think that mindset is a little bit limiting or sad or um uh, uh, like like just to wait for the future glory like just to wait for it and not to invite a part of it in now I just think, oh man, I think there's something missing from that mindset. Do you know what I mean? I Mm -hmm. think there is an abundant life here and now. And again, I understand not the fullness of, and it is within the brokenness of the world and the brokenness of sin that does exist, that we have to kind of come to terms with in our very real ever present day-to-day lives that literally I lie awake at night sometimes and just think, God, like why, like why this much brokenness? Why did this happen? Why did this pain come? Why do we have to navigate this? Like, why is the earth going through this? Like I, I wrestle those things lying awake at night. Like, like my, my soul is burdened, but at the same time, as I'm trying to navigate that and wrestle that, I feel like, man, what if I like, could I be a part of a small, small, small part of God's kingdom on earth, the making of all things Mm -hmm. new? Could, could I on earth, could I be a part of that? Mm -hmm. And how, how could I be a part of that? That is really beautiful, Lori. You know, even as you're just saying that I'm thinking about all the pain and the suffering. Absolutely. And you know, we, we hear about, you know, when we read in the scripture that he's the alpha omega, the beginning and the end, that God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And somehow we look at the yesterday and we look at the, the, the to come. However, God's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And yes, is there pain and suffering? Yes, and he's going to make all things new. Yes, but he's not just the God of tomorrow. He's not just the God of the future. And I think that's it. Like that's, that's exactly like we can look back through our past and see his faithfulness. But it's very hard in the present now, and especially as we go through difficult times or we watch our world in such pain and hardship and complete trauma, like terrible hardship. 
in different places, what people are having to endure. However, he is the same God. And God is not just withholding his presence and power for what's to come. God is with us now. And I almost feel like that mindset when you're saying like it somehow is a limiting mindset. It really is a limiting mindset to say God's going to be more present with me then and more fully who he is then than he is now. That's not true. That's not true. The God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. It says in his word, he's an unchanging God. And that's why in the midst of it all, we can welcome and, and be respond to that invitation to say, I'm not only going to see, like, obviously there's going to be a full unveiling. That's what revelation means. It's unveiling of the fullness of God and the fullness of his glory and his deity and how he is God, the only God. But in this here and now, there can be a complete unveiling to say, you're the same God that I read about in Revelation that is with me right now. And I invite the power and the presence of that same God to dwell with me now. So that limiting mindset is almost like withholding and even closing our heart to experience a greater level of the power and presence of God in the here and now. And the purpose and the pur- like and his yeah. purposes for us, yeah. right? Yeah. Like it is exciting to think that we could get to be a part of that grand mm-hmm. plan mm-hmm. and purpose. I know, you know, often we focus a lot on the Great Commission and bringing mm-hmm. many people to Jesus, to faith in Christ, to making disciples and all of that. But making disciples to what? Not just reading the Bible, but actually the invitation bringing like it's just such a beautiful thing bringing tons of people in to help bring god's kingdom to earth to help in the work of making all things new like that that's an exciting Mm. that's an exciting call and an exciting mission and so yeah i just think that's i think that's really really beautiful and um, a beautiful invitation and a beautiful mindset shift I think the other thing we see sometimes as we read through the scriptures, and I don't know, Rhonda, if you could speak to this a little bit, but, you know, we often see as we think about the end times or we think about, um, you know, a, a time when, you know, Jesus will return or there will be, you know, uh, the scriptures speak of a time of tribulation. The, the scriptures do speak of a time in history or in the future that will come that a certain um, certain events will take place that will bring us into this next part of the plan of God at some point. It could be now, it could be thousands of years from now. We d- really don't know when it is. You know, of course, as pandemic hit, I think we all sense, oh, we could start to see some of the pieces like adding up and coming together in an interesting way. But I think a lot of us read it and we read it in a literal sense. We mm-hmm. think that a lot of the events are literal mm-hmm. and that they're going to happen in a literal way. And even as we read them in black and white, we think, oh, this is that. I know it. I can see it. It's, And we, we, we make all of what it is that I think God is trying to impart to our spirit through the scriptures. We, we make it so literal and we think that it's going to be a literal unfolding. So how how do you think we we wrestle that out with sometimes what we read in black and white, making it too literal? What do you think it is that the Lord is you know trying to reveal through, again, what was a dream and a vision of imagery, not necessarily so literal in black and white, yet there are literal things and literal events that are going to take place. So it's kind of this to it's 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 hard it's hard to discern it is because you can kind of lose your way in it yeah you can and you can read revelation almost be like well i'm not gonna wait for that's the future all of that is the future so i'm like well that's wow that's actually if 
that was given to John at that time. That wasn't just meant for just that generation that's going to be experiencing it. The word of God is living and active and it's for every single person there's a truth and an unveiling and a revelation so part of revelation yes will there be literal events that will take place on a divine orchestrated timeline absolutely that will lead to the very big climax of god of jesus returning absolutely that's there's no question however much of the book of revelation is applicable every single the moment it was released the word of God. I it has that. to do with the heart and the philosophy the and the warning. Now. <laughs> the kingdom now. It wasn't just, oh, this is only for those seven years before this all happens. Kay. This is only for that time, that generation. No, actually, there are things that we don't know the coming of when Jesus is going to come. But that doesn't take away from the power of revelation. Revelation is actually to be warn, warning us of the philosophy of Babylon being society, the th way of thinking, cultural. All of these things that are unpacked in revelation are also meant to be a warning for every single time and season that has been and will continue to go until some of these literal moments. But yes, much of revelation is literal. Much of revelation is imagery. Much revelation is to give you an image so you feel it, you emotionally attach to it. Is it going to happen like a dragon? It's not going to be a dragon coming from the sky, but in the imagery, like what you would f picture a dragon, what does that evoke in you? Oftentimes imagery evokes an emotion or yes. a picture or destructiveness that we're like, oh, I get that. And some of it is future, present. It was at that time. Many in that time would have read and been like, this is exactly the civilization we live in now. Right. Thinking Jesus was coming. Right. As soon, like right. he was going to rescue them from Rome. Like this was the, you know, this was going to happen. And some things did happen actually were fulfilled during those times. So all that to say in a long winded way, revelation is meant for today. It is meant for you to take revelation and to say, these are the same it, warnings. It was meant for yesterday. Yes. And it's meant for today. Yes. And, and for the future. And it's meant for the future. Yeah. So that's exactly what we've been talking about today is that we just don't wait for some of these things to come. There are prophetic words, but in those prophetic words, there is a constant unveiling and preparation and warning to be heeded and reward to respond to an invitation that God is bringing us in into the process. God brings us along in the journey. And so I think we can easily, like you said, almost put in a different room where they're like, I'm going to hold on to that door opens. I'm going to, you know, Revelation is the one book I don't really read because that's for the future. No, it's part of today. And Jesus be like him saying, may your kingdom come, may your will be done on earth as in heaven is for now. Mm. And Isaiah, he says, behold, I'm doing a new thing. Behold. Do you have the eyes to perceive it? It's like saying, behold, yeah. he's doing a new thing today. Right. And so I think we just have to be present in the moment that we don't miss out what God is doing in the here and now. Right. And uh, we have a great cloud of witnesses we talk about in Hebrews. They're watching. Everything is tied. Every Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, we're all tied together in building the church, passing on, but also in the present for the future from and learning from the past it's all together it's all, yeah, and that's how god works yeah it's it would be interesting to get to the end of our lives and when our eyes are truly opened you know i mean corinthians says you know we see in part we know in part yes. and so we we under we recognize that we understand that we only know in part but it'll be interesting to see when our eyes are opened if 
there because again this this whole conversation is about is god holding out something from us now right that is to come and that this is the the mindset of like i'm just gonna hold on until jesus comes like the hope of something in the future that you don't have access to now and i i, I wonder if actually that that's wrong <laughs> Like, I wonder if that, I know, I know he's going to defeat Satan once and for all. And I know that's going to make a huge difference, but I don't actually believe that God is holding anything back from us now. Nothing. Like nothing. I think everything that we have need of and everything that Jesus did for us on the cross was poured out in its fullness in the person of the Holy Spirit through Jesus' blood, through his resurrection, through the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, there's nothing being held back from us. So can you imagine if like we stand before God with our eyes being opened and only to realize that there was nothing that was unavailable to us Mm. because of Jesus? Like, I just, I wonder how would it make us think differently about how we should have lived our lives and is there a revelation that can happen in the here and now right now to make us grab hold of the fullness of the abundant life that jesus came to give us the fullness of truth and revelation and hope and life and peace and joy and all the fruit of the spirit everything that he came to give us in the here and now as we are a part of this grand unfolding of making all things new working towards this final epic ending of sin and death but this is our part in the story and it is exciting and it's a grand mission and we don't have to wait for something future to experience it it's something we can experience here and now what an like yeah what an eye-opening thought I love that because even think when Jesus died and rose again, that moment in time he defeated sin. He defeated like we have death an advocate. And sin. We have a high priest, like we have an advocate in Jesus Christ, who constantly makes intercession for us. Like we have him. He he is our he's our he is our savior. Yeah, like that happened at that moment. He defeated sin. He made a way once and for all. So if we're just waiting, we're almost saying like, that's kind of not as powerful. Like it kind of did its work, but not to the fullness of, yeah, no, yeah. it was a defeated, yeah. finished work. The work of the cross is defeated. Yeah. Uh, defeated sin. Like it's a finished yeah. work. So I think but, you're saying But that. again, I feel, I do feel the tension in even what I'm saying, because mm-hmm. I'm, I, I think of specific scenarios I'm living out and walking out in my, in my life right now. Or I think of people I'm walking with and they would say, well, but I still have cancer, mm-hmm. but you know, like I still can't have a baby, but I, I still haven't the, these like very deep, yes. like hindrances, physical, natural, circumstantial, like painful things that are going on in people's lives, painful things that people have walked through are walking through in the here and now in this that are not going to be in the life to come. So I get I get this like tension of wanting to sort of hold out for when that's not a part. But again, uh, I can't help but feel that could there be a space where even those things are not actually the hindrance that we believe that they are 
in light of what God has already provided for us. So again, you know, we've referenced the like, consider it pure joy, my brother, when you face trials. Okay, so God, what am I missing then? Because I am facing trials of many kinds, so many, and I don't have joy. Mm-hmm. So what am, what am I not grabbing hold of? Is it the removal of the trial that brings joy? No, it's not. It's actually not. There's a joy to be found in the trial. So God, show me that provision, right? There's there's peace so to be good. found while I'm waiting for healing. I, I'm not healed, but there's a peace to be found in that there's a faith to be held in the midst while I'm in the waiting that is not only to come when that circumstance changes, but actually to be found right now. So again, this is the tension of what I'm trying to wrestle through in this conversation of like, yeah, I get, you know, I hear the pushback of like, yeah, but this is, this is, this is my reality that you're, are you telling me this is, you know, what heaven's going to be like, this is heaven on earth. No, but I am telling you there's a provision for your circumstance right now, right now, that if that circumstance is so big that you can't see the provision, then then that's not a God problem. Like he's already given, I don't know, I don't know, but I, I don't want this to come across like like harsh. I feel like even some that are going through great, great trials, I don't want you to hear it in a harsh way. But do you know, do you know what I'm, do you hear that wrestle? Mm-hmm of like this revelation of like what could that look like to fully embrace and receive the fullness of kingdom now mm-hmm. but still the walking out of what is to come Ooh. Ooh, i know these that's it i mean you know it, exactly those tensions we hold it's like anything we hold on to the full provision of god Yet we also know there's an incredible completeness of prov- of promise and provision but I think that's that's the thing. Sometimes we just we're waiting for the complete provision versus there is provision. The circumstantial change is not the only exactly. That's not the only part of the promise. The no. promise is exactly. kingdom now. Kingdom now. Same God. Same God. The circumstances will change. Yes, our world will change. Yes, but God doesn't change. He's the same God once again, yesterday, today, and forever. So His provision is full and complete. But the fullness of seeing it unfold externally, we'll see in the days to come. Yeah. But that doesn't, but that doesn't mean that it can't be internal or what God is doing, or see manifested in mir- miraculous ways, or in the miraculous ways of you being sustained, and provided for. It's not just in that circumstantial change, as we talk about many times, but I think that's a really powerful thing to chew on. Like how many times we just keep holding out or waiting or saying, well, like you said, I'm just going to hold on. I'm just going to wait and make it and just like kind of plow through almost like crawl our way to heaven. Like almost we get to the door like, oh, I made it. Thank you, God. Everything's been actually God's like this whole time. You could have been running like with wings of eagles. I had all this provided for you, but we've chosen to kind of claw our way with complete fatigue. And yes, we are not diminishing hardship and trial but neither should we diminish the power of god and i think that's exactly the tension we're holding whatever we're facing we can bring god to that level like that diminishing like we don't want to you know we where we are at is where we can actually bring god to versus god this is who you are your provision doesn't change and your promise won't change but the complete picture of what i'll see will the completeness of that will change but I'm going to trust you and pull on that. So amen. I agree with that. I love that. Mm. 
So good. Powerful. So good. All right. So I think that is enough for us to chew on today. I think so. <laughs> I think we need to sit in that for a little bit and just, just wrestle that out. But yeah, I just, I have that image kind of coming back to my own spirit of like, you know, standing before God one day with our eyes being opened and, you know, and God saying like, do you, do you now see like you had everything? I, I wasn't holding back anything. Mm. I wasn't holding back anything from you. I gave you everything in my son. I gave you everything you needed in my son. Mm. And, and what, you know, what would that mean for me to have that revelation right now today? Mm. Like in the things I'm wrestling through in the frustrations in the brokenness of this world, you know, in the things I walk through, what if, what if I grabbed hold of that today? And I believe that. And I lived that. That's what I just want to sit on. And that's when I I just want to reflect on and let the Lord keep bringing revelation through his word, through his son, through the Holy spirit. Um, yeah, about what that means to me as I as I walk that out day by day. I love that, Lori. And it's meant to encourage our hearts. Yeah. To say, you know, yeah, it, the, Jesus even said, in this world, you'll have trouble. Yes. But take heart. I've overcome. Like you said, I have overcome. Not I will overcome. I have overcome. So I ha- you have me. You have me. I've not left you alone. And I've given you your, my Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, the yeah. third person of divinity, of the divine is within us. So I love that. It's an encouragement to, ta- to say, take heart, take heart, yeah. hold fast. God's with you. Your king has not left you alone. And the same king that will welcome us into glory will be returning that we'll see is the same king with us today. Yes. He's the same king that walked the face of the earth that came as a baby at Christmas time and died on the cross and rose again. The same king. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And he's an unchanging God. So we can hold fast to that and we can pull from heaven, the storehouses of heaven. I love that scripture. Even in Malachi says, see, won't I open the storehouses? So I think how many other storehouses? If it's yes. just like there could be of peace, grace, strength. What is that? All of it. So pull from the storehouses of heaven, knowing that God is with you Amen. and all his provision is available. Amen. Amen. Well, that was awesome. We hope you have an mm-hmm. amazing day. Continue to hold fast and we love you and we will see you again soon. Thank you for joining us today on the Awakening Moments podcast. We pray that you are filled with hope and joy as you navigate the challenges of life. And we would love for you to subscribe to this podcast or share it with your friends. And remember, you are so loved by God and he is always with you.